This is the official podcast for casual anime fanatics. On today's episode, we'll talk highlights from The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 3, Episode 11, titled Justice vs. Justice. fans and welcome to that anime podcast for casual anime fanatics where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure i'm your host jordo and today's a unique episode it's the second time in that anime podcast history that i will be doing a solo pod no brothers are with me today the holidays are crazy we're recording uh two podcasts a week between shield hero and jujutsu kaisen and then last week we did the boy and the heron it's been a lot getting all these things scheduled so it's just going to be me today so sorry to all you listeners that enjoy all of the the banter back and forth between the the brothers it's just going to be me but i assure you if you come for the content and listening you know specifically for the shield hero stuff i'm coming off of just watching it it's all fresh i've got my notes uh so let's go ahead and dive in So this was episode 11 of season 3, and it was one of those episodes, the fight didn't go how I wanted it to go. Last week, I remember I was talking about, all I wanted from this fight was just an absolute pummeling. I was wanting Rishia to put an absolute beat down on Itsuki. He deserved it. He still deserves it. She's being too nice to him at the end of this episode, too. He. I'm pretty sure he was more annoying than Motoyasu season one. Like this guy, he fell for some dumb, some dumb stuff. But instead, they drugged this thing out and made it more about, you know, fighting with words. And turns out Rishi has got some kind of special power. You know, she's got this keyblade, K-I key, not K-E-Y. Not like Kingdom Hearts keyblade, like a, like key, keyblade, spirit blade. I don't know how that's going to play out, but she's definitely already making plans to go back to being in Itsuki's party. You know, at the end she mentions, after they pay off all his debts, they can go journey together and make the world a better place. Which I'm okay with. Don't really care that she's leaving leaving Naofumi's party. She's definitely better than Philo, though. hate to see her go. I'd rather see Philo join, join somebody else's party, especially now that we've got the dragon. But here's the episode synopsis. Rishia faces Itsuki in the underground arena. As Itsuki ants and raves, it's clear. Oh, sorry. As Itsuki rants and raves, it's clear that he's also come under the mental influence of mine and unlocked a curse series. Naofumi evacuates the children as Rishia enters her most dangerous fight yet. Is this her most dangerous fight yet? No, I definitely, I definitely don't think so because it's not a fight to the death. But whatever. I mean, I'm sure that the people that are writing these episode synopses are just literally translating. English is probably not their first language. But yeah, that that definitely is not true. She's 
she's definitely had more dangerous fights than this. So the episode, it starts off with Itsuki sitting in the tunnel before he goes in, you know, gladiator style. He's looking very sad and he's saying to himself, everyone wants my help. Everyone believes in me. I need to win the money so I can save the slaves. Save everyone. Make them understand that I'm right. That I'm not inferior to anyone. That I'm on the side of justice. So he walks out there. He's looking down at the dirt. Doesn't even know who he's fighting yet. And he hears Itsuki-sama. And you see a gleam of hope. Which kind of tells me that... You know, all along, despite him being under this like... I don't want to say it was a curse that he had for mine, but he was under some kind of control, like mind control. But the real him was looking for somebody to actually care about him, and when he heard Itsuki-sama and saw that it was Rishia, he showed that true self of his for like a split second, and then it was gone instantly. But she does the same line that she gave us last week. It's her turn to save him. He laughs it off. Itsuki... Um, <laughs> What was funny is all of the kids and the, the little demi-humans up in the bleachers were cheering, you've got this, Rishia, kick his ass. And this does not sit well with Itsuki. He's not a fan of the demi-human cheering section. And then among them, he sees Naofumi. And he really doesn't like this, but he laughs. He says, I get it. This whole fight was a setup then. You lied to me and tried to trick me, just like you do with everyone else. It must be the will of heaven that I was brought here. Right here, I'll show the world all the evil you've done and make you understand just how right I am. So he's aiming his bow at Naofumi, fires one of these light arrows off, Naofumi blocks it with ease, and then there's, you know, the standoff, them staring at each other, classic anime, and the opening song comes in. Uh, pretty decent little opening. I was surprised that... The the fight wasn't... I thought that the fight was going to be immediately between Rishia and Itsuki. I was not expecting all this, like, chatter coming up from the bleachers, but that's kind of the thing Shield Hero does. They don't really give you what you expect, for better or for worse. So, opening song, it ends. Rishia, she tries talking to him, and Itsuki literally pushes her out of the way. So this is like the second time he's pushed her. This time, not to the ground, but still. It's like, Rishia, stand up for yourself. Just just cut this guy down to size already. Stop trying to talk. Talk with your sword. Um, he accuses Naofumi of buying up child slaves, forcing them to do heavy labor, and keeping all the money for himself. And Naofumi says, You seem obsessed with making me out to be the worst person in the world. But what about the ones who died because you failed to defeat the spirit tortoise? Or does it not count when you're the one who screws up? And then Itsuki, like a dumbass, is like, Huh, so you're deflecting. You have no intention of, of owning up to what you've done. And then he pulls out his bow. He calls it the, the, the justice bow. And then he fires off these shots from the sky. Shots go everywhere. Um, the meteor shield blocks a lot of them. But the announcer is one of the people that gets hit. And at first, I'm like, oh shit, he killed this guy. But no, this guy, this guy is just now brainwashed. He stands up and basically says, I apologize, Itsuki-sama. This whole time, I've been working for the shield hero. And what the, 
what the heck? This this just doesn't make any sense, honestly. This this little like this whole thing where you get shot with an arrow, it's like they really were going with the whole Cupid thing on the bow. They gave him little Cupid wings. You get hit with this arrow, now you're under his influence. I thought that this was stupid, to be honest. I'm curious what my brothers thought. I bet you that they would agree. But the bow is infused with the holy power of Princess Malty, is what Itsuki says. And he says that it makes anyone who gets hit with it understand his justice, and he's able to set them on the right path. That right path being whatever bullcrap he's believing in that Malty convinced him of. So now for me, you know, this guy's all about hard truths. He says, you're full of shit. That bow, <laughs> that bow doesn't have a single thing to do with justice. It brainwashes people. And now Rishia finally stands up for herself and tells Itsuki, listen, I refuse your idea of justice and I'm going to stand up for mine, which is one that you taught me, that justice never gives up, that you fight for people who are weak. And she does the Muso activation, hanging Muso swordcraft, spiral rush. While Itsuki shoots a shining arrow, the fight begins, and I'm like, it's about dang time, but there better not be, there better not be any struggle come out of Farishia. And there wasn't for the most part, but she still could have kicked his ass a little bit more. Um, Itsuki says, my perfect justice can't be stopped by someone as weak as you, Rishia-san. And then she does her first stance, sun, second stance, moon. And then she said third stance, and I was like, I literally paused it, and I was like, I'm going to guess at what this third stance is. And I guessed it right, people. I <laughs> The sun, the moon, the stars, I was like, it's got to be stars. What the hell else could it be? And it was. It was third stance star. So a little pat on the back for myself there. You got to have fun when you're taking notes on an episode. Otherwise, it's just, it's just mindless work. You're, just, you're, just trying, you're literally watching the show and pausing it every literally 10 seconds. But um, this pisses Itsuki off after he starts losing because he's realizing how strong Risha is. And this unlocks his curse series, Law Fanatic. Which is another stupid, like, did, I don't remember what Naofumi's curse series was called or Ren's, but Law Fanatic? I'm pretty sure Ren's was like greed, greed something, something cooler than Law Fanatic. I don't know. They need to be more clear about these seven deadly sins, too, because now for me, he thinks that since Itsuki is blinded by his own sense of justice, that his seven deadly sin must be pride. Um, but the weird thing was, once his curse series activates, he doesn't even look evil at first. He actually looks pretty cool. He's got, like, angel wings. He looks... You know what he looks like? He looks just like Pit from, <laughs> from Super Smash Brothers. I don't know what other game Pit is from, but anybody that plays Super Smash Brothers, this this is exactly what Pit looks like. A bow hero with some short, curly, blonde and brown hair, some freaking angel wings, shooting shining arrows. Like literally this was Pit, now that I'm thinking about it. He hits uh Rishio with Shadow Bind, and this works a lot like Shikamaro's Jutsu where he can lock you down with a shadow and then he shoots her with a binding arrow. So now she's all tied up. Itsuki says, let this foolish sinner pay for her, transgre her transgressions with her being roasted to death in a brazen bull. 
let her writhe in pain as her dying screams are converted into crying into cries of a raging bull, bull of Phalaris. So this giant bull comes down, it opens up, uh, very much like Shield Prison, or sorry, very much like Iron Maiden is what it was like. But instead of Iron Maiden actually destroying whoever gets locked in, Risha cuts her way out of this almost instantly. There was like no, the thought of her dying from this didn't even cross my mind. I was like, yeah, she's getting out. There's, I mean, they've made us hate Itsuki so much at this point. There's no way he's getting away with anything. So yeah, she cuts her way out. And turns out she has a fourth stance. So she's got sun, moon, star, fourth stance, demon. I wasn't I did not guess that, I did not guess that one, but I didn't try. But I can guarantee you if I was gonna take a guess at the stance, it would not have been demon. It would have been like Sun, Moon, Star, and Galaxy or I don't know, ocean, something. It w- lava. Not demon. But clearly the fourth stance is strong. She slices Itsuki's eyes and he's like, Ah, oh, my eyes, you've blinded me. Little blind justice shout out there. And then the curse series now really activates and now he's actually starting to look evil. So he gets the red eyes, same kind that now for me and Ren got in past episodes and past seasons. Definitely evil now. Um, he shoots some purple arrows at her. She tries to block it. Her sword breaks. Right away, without thinking, Nafumi throws down another sword for her. And he's like, Rishia, take this. But she refuses it. She says that by accepting Nafumi's sword in this fight between her and Itsuki, it would go against her own justice. Which I can appreciate, I guess. Um, then Rishi goes on a rant about justice they go back and forth for a while and it was just one of those things where it was just it was the same thing happening like the same dialogue happening the whole episode everybody's talking about justice throwing around justice what justice is but really they're all saying the same thing it finally gets to where Itsuki yells shut up and lose already evil and then a light flies off of the bow He hits Rishia. We see this little crest and a purple glowing light appear. And then next thing we know, Rishia is holding a spirit blade, or as I've coined the term, a key blade. So Atlas says a bright, pure key flew from within the evil key towards Rishia-san. This is... I'm wondering if this is a power that was like a one and done... Or if this is something that Rishia has now like introduced that all of the heroes are going to be able to tap into. Like, are they going to be able to have somebody that can use key on their team and use a portion of their weapon, like their hero's weapon or cardinal weapon, to help fight? Surely Rishia is going to be able to do this going forward, but it'd be cool if Naofumi and Ren and... And Motoyasu also had somebody that could use, you know, the key from their weapon. But Risha turns the keyblade immediately from a blade into a boomerang. Itsuki's like, what the heck is going on? Risha says, even the bow of the hero does not accept your justice. The bow gave me the strength to stop you. (laughs) This really pisses Itsuki off again. 
So he shoots tons of purple arrows in the form of a bear. But Rishia's little boomerang stops that. And then it comes back to her because it's a boomerang. She turns it back into a keyblade and then throws the, the blade at Itsuki. And it ended up being called Tornado Throw. A giant tornado swirls around Itsuki. And it kind of goes away. And then you just see Itsuki, you know, sitting with... He's not sitting on the ground. He's falling to his knees. His wings disappear. And he picks up that little crest that was on his bow that Malty gave him. And he says, my new power that was supposed to save the world. And then we get a flashback. Now, before we get into this flashback, here's my general thoughts about it. It was much like I felt not bad at all. (coughs) Excuse me. I felt zero sympathy for Itsuki. Like, Ren, Ren's flashback was much better. This, this flashback was just typical, like your typical kid that peaks in middle school. So here's, here's what happens. He's in class 3-3. His name is Kawasumi Itsuki. He says, my dream is to grow up and be a hero who fights for justice and saves lots of people. And all his classmates are like, yeah, you can do it, Itsuki. Yeah, you're, you're awesome. You're going to be so cool. But yeah, like I said, it's the classic story of a kid who peaked in middle school because he, he gets to high school, finds out he's in level E, which cl- class A, you know, from My Hero Academia, we know 1A is the best class. And if you're in level E, that's A, B, C, D, all are in front of you. And he's getting shoulder checked in the hallways by the smart kids. He comes home, finds his mom crying about him being in level E. We have to assume. I don't know why else she'd be crying. It looked like she was looking at a report card. And then he's playing video games and he's just saying, I refuse to be, to accept that I'm inferior to anyone. And he does the classic gamer where he throws his controller on the ground as a, as a way to, (laughs) way to blow off some steam. (laughs) Just break your own shit. That's that's what gamers do. (laughs) Breaking your own shit's always always justified whenever you're a gamer so the end of the flashback he hears the voice of mine multi bitch saying that she understands him basically and he gets up and he starts running back to princess multi and this is whenever the music started playing like you know oh gosh this guy's about to get crushed but he doesn't get crushed as bad as i thought i was kind of expecting her to be there, but I guess it makes sense that he wasn't, because then she would have gotten found by Naofumi and Ren. But yeah, he's like running through town. He's like, she'll understand, and she'll she'll see that my justice is still the right one. He barges into the home, but everyone's gone. And in right behind him walks calmly Naofumi, Ren, and Rish and Rishia. Naofumi walks up to the table, picks up a note. He says. It looks like Malty, or Witch, left a note. He asked Itsuki to read it. Itsuki turns his head, so Ren volunteers to read it. And this is already, like, you can tell Itsuki, right when he walked in, he knew what was going on, and he was just in denial. Like, if she did care about him, she'd have been there. Ren says this. It says Bitch already spent all the prize money he'd earned. And then it was pretty cool. It turned to bitch reading the note was it fun pretending to be a hero 
You looked like you were having a great time imagining you were saving people. Well, it was a lot of easy money for us, so thanks for that. Oh, if you love me, defeat the shield. Then we'll see each other again. Oh, and one more thing. I left you a present. Have fun paying it back. Turns out that the present that Princess Malty left is debt notes, and they're all stamped with Itsuki's stamp. So damn, <laughs> this guy. Honestly, though, I'm good. I, I'm, I really am. I'm glad. Because he didn't get the ass whooping I was wanting him to get by Rishia. At least you're, get, you're getting debted. Like, this, this is what you get, man. Freaking it. You freaking moron. You all saw this lady stand up in trial with a slave crest, admitting that she's a pathological liar, yet you still fell for it. You, you moron. Just because you felt bad about not stopping the spirit tortoise, you all have weak wills. Sorry, that's a little bit of rant, but yeah. Don't feel bad at all for this guy. At all. I felt way worse for Ren. I feel like Ren had a good redemption. Itsuki has zero redemption yet. They're gonna, ha they're gonna really have to win me over because I freaking hate this guy. Itsuki says, I, I, I. And then he throws the thing Malty gave him against the, the wall. And then he keeps just saying, I, I. And I have to assume he was gonna say, I refuse to accept it, but he passes out instead. So he literally faints. And then he dreams of a time when he saved a cat from some crows. And then he looks at his hand like, wow, I did that. An old lady comes up, pats him on the back, and tells him that he's a hero fighting for justice. I mean, they're really trying to, they're trying to gas this guy up, but just not working for me. Itsuki wakes up, and I noted that this, wake, this little wake-up scene of Itsuki in the bed in the town by the, by the ocean, it was very reminiscent of Frodo Baggins waking up at the end of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And if you don't believe me, go back, go back and watch it again, because at the very least, they're wearing the same damn shirt. Like, that shirt that Itsuki is wearing is the same one Frodo, <laughs> Frodo Baggins was wearing at the end of the Lord of the Rings. I'm telling you. I was laughing about this. So Risha is in the room, of course. Um, turns out that they took him to Naofumi's village, and Naofumi, being the good, kind-hearted guy that he is, he agrees to help pay Itsuki's debts back, and Risha tells him that she's going to help too, and that once they've paid them all off, they're going to go on a journey to make the world a better place. Itsuki starts to cry, and Risha is holding his hand. So nice little moment for them. Um, as a viewer, me personally, I just, Rishia can do better. This guy's stupid. Um, she takes him out to go pick some fruit. I assume that these are just gigantic tree strawberries. They're like strawberries without the seeds on them. <laughs> these things are massive, but either way, she's getting him out of the house. Nafumi says that even the queen didn't know about the keyblade that Rishia used from the bow. So Nafumi's got questions about this, and it's, you know, basically a new power that nobody knew about. Um, Naofumi says now that all the four cardinal heroes are together, they can finally be prepared to stop the phoenix, and that the only thing left to do is to further protect his land before the phoenix arrives. They've still got some fence to finish. They need some catapults or some... They need, they need more than just a fence. This thing, this thing flies. I don't know if you realize this, but... 
I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna fly right over the fence. Oh, but I guess all of the waves. I don't know if this is like a wave or if there's gonna be like ground troops, because the spirit tortoise was just kind of like by itself, if I recall. I don't know if it had like an army with it. Shit, this is why podcasting by yourself is hard. You don't have you don't have anybody to help you remember stuff. Maybe maybe the the phoenix is gonna have a ground troop and the fence will come in handy. But like building <laughs> building the fence for the phoenix is just gonna hop over the fence and go in there and wreak havoc. So the episode ends with Raftalia asking Nalfami, "Will the bow hero be okay?" Nalfami's answer is, "He used the power of the curse series, and the bow rejected him too." He had his own ideas about justice, but justice is a complicated thing. Ending song plays, very appropriately, and next week's episode is episode 12 of the season, and it's titled The Ones We Must Protect. And I have to imagine this episode is going to be about protecting the youth of all the village, the demi-human kids. Because, to my knowledge, there's nobody else that needs saving. They got Itsuki back, they got Ren back, they've got all the demi-humans out of slavery. Motoyasu's free. I mean, Malty is off doing who knows what. I don't even know what the heck she needs all this money for. Like, what are you getting all the money for? But yeah, this is the halfway point of the season, I would, I would assume... And I think, actually, season two might have only been like 15 episodes, so we might be, we might honestly be pretty close to the end of the season, I don't know. But that's all I've got. I appreciate you all getting through this this monologue episode with me. Um, it's definitely different not having somebody to talk to, but I hope everybody enjoyed it. I'm Jordo, just one of the casual anime fanatics. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week, and as always, peace out. Oh, <laughs>